Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm Mike Luke, joined by the leader of men, man that calls the shots, Matt Mulebach. Hello, Matt Mulebach. How are you? Good morning, Mike. I'm doing well. How are you doing? All right. Bigger fish. What is Matt? Let me ask you this. So like, so what, what games do you got this week and next week? And how does Matt juggle that with obviously the full-time job, but then, you know, perusing the country, uh, calling games. What do you got this coming week? Tell us about what Matt Mulebach's next 10 days are like. I got, uh, well, it's nice because I'm working during the week and I've got uh, Cal at Oregon uh, this weekend. So I get a, my first chance to see Jackson uh, Shellstad and fired up about that. Fired up just to see this Oregon team. I think they're 4-0 and right now yep. in the pack. And um, and then I've got, uh, I think I have, I don't know who it is, but I have Colorado next weekend. So it's it's kind of nice right now. I've got some weekend games so I can work during the week and, and then uh, get out on the weekend and do a little basketball. All right. Now I get this question every time you're coming on. And again, you don't have to get into specifics, but a lot of people are saying we're going to keep, hopefully keep hearing Matt Mulebach on air in the coming years. This is true. Matt Mulebach. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, you know, working on a couple things and, uh, I've got some, I actually got some nice Fox games, FS1 games coming up and, um, fired up about that. Yeah. Fired what up. Games you got? In fact, I have, I think I have, let's see, I, I, well, I know I have ASU at U of A, so that's oh, going to be awesome. Nice. Um, ASU now all of a sudden 4-0 as well in the pack. Um, and I think I have Washington State at Arizona on on Fox. And I, I actually may have another Mountain West. I have a Mountain West game potentially on Fox. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. So I'm going to hopefully pick up some Fox or ESPN or whatever it is next year and, and keep on trucking. All right, Matt. Yeah, you very, very good stuff. All right, let's talk a little bit of Arizona basketball. Let me ask you this. Before I get into one thing that I don't understand about this team, what are your overall impressions? When Matt Mulebach watches the game, when you were uh, when you were front and center at the game, what did you what, yeah. do, what do you notice about this team? Just good, bad? What is what comes to Matt Mulebach's mind? What comes to mind? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think since the beginning of the season, just um their size, their size is is uh, when I see other teams. You know the 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 size of Arizona stands out, and um, it's 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 a thing. Like Utah has size too, but I think the size combined with the athleticism. Um, I think when I see them live, you know, um, just how hard they play. They play hard, and you know, I I had a chance. I did the Utah game Saturday, and I I think one of the coolest things is hearing a coach not talk about his team, but talk about the other team. You know, let's hear. Right what Craig Smith says about Arizona or what Tommy Lloyd says about Utah. And um, it was, it was pretty interesting hearing Craig Smith because the last two years, not that Arizona had a bad defense, you know, I think they've had a good defense the last couple of years, but the thing that jumped out to Craig was, was their defense. And, and I think the offense was maybe a little bit, uh, you know, assumed, Um, you know, it's interesting right now in Ken Palm, they're the only team in the nation that's in the top 10 in both offense and defense. And actually they're, they're in the top five in both They're five in offense, four in defense. And that balance to me is, 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 it's just, it's extremely rare. Um, so I noticed that I think individually what I notice every time I do an Arizona game, man, I notice Caleb love. I just notice the alpha in him. Paul, definitely an alpha. Right? Yep. And I think it's interesting because, you know, we talk about a lot of guys and look, to some degree, every guy that plays in college has a little bit of alpha in them, right? I mean, they're, they're getting to this level 
they're getting to the U of A level, not just college. Le- is it like there's a big difference between Division One and Division One Arizona level? If you reach Matt Mulebox level, you got a little alpha in you. Let's be honest. <laughs> I was, walk. I was, I was going to say I, I, that was self-serving for sure. No, it wasn't. It was um, true. <laughs> but I think all those guys have a little alpha. But you know, it's rare that a real alpha alpha sticks out. And I was thinking about this. Like, could you imagine like eight Kobe Bryant's on one team? Um, like, and so it's not a bad thing not to be an alpha alpha, right? Like, you know, look, Tubelis was almost the player of the year last year in the PAC 12. He was this far. He was probably a couple of good games from being the player of the year. I mean, he had a wonderful season and one of the best of all time in, in U of A history. And he wasn't an alpha, but it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it's, it's just who you are. Right. And Caleb Love is an alpha, man. That guy, it just, it jumps out to me when I watch him. All right, now let's talk a little bit more about Caleb Love. You know what I like about Caleb Love? And Arizona didn't have anybody like this last year. When Caleb, it doesn't matter whether Caleb Love, and I think this the Kobe Bryant uh, comparison is very apropos. And again, we're save the comment. We're not saying he's as good as Kobe Bryant. Every now and then when I say something like, oh, you can't compare him to Kobe. No, I'm comparing the mentality. What I love about him, dude, Matt, he could be eight of seven from the field shooting 110%. Or he could O of seven from the field, and that next <laughs> shot is going in. For somebody that you want with the ball in the last minute of a game, in the last seconds of a game, that is in. You can't put a value it's, on that, Matt. It's it's yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy. It's like, I guess you know, I, I the term comes to mind: irrational confidence. Yes, and and he has irrational confidence. Um, and and you know you know look every once in a while you know you know maybe shoot shoot yourself out of some things but for the most part it's a good thing and I would much rather have that and go down swinging the knot. Uh, yes, absolutely. And the other thing too, and I tell this to some of the old to- uh, the youngsters, man, Matt, you know I'm getting up there in years when I'm talking about the youngsters, the youngins out here, but. <laughs> That to me is always why, listen, he wasn't my favorite player off the court, but Miles Simon was one of my favorite players of all time on the court. And I was fortunate enough to be able to talk with Lou Olson one time about this. And he said that he was his final leader on the court as he's ever coached. Miles Simon was the one that held everybody responsible. And Miles Simon was the one that wanted the ball at the end of a game. Matt, in this day and age, everybody says they want the ball at the end of the game. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. But you know it when you see it. And Arizona this year, I'm totally cool in a close game come March. If that ball's in Caleb Love's hands, I'm going to live or die with it. And I am more than okay with that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm 100% with you. It's interesting. You made the observation about Miles. And I think I saw a tweet you put out that said he's probably the what the number one clutch player in Arizona history. He'd want the ball in his hands. And you're right. I mean, I mean, he proved. In all fairness, I didn't see Sean, so I can't. I can't go. But I go back to Chris Mills. So from Chris Mills on. Yeah, and exactly, and and Sean for sure. Um, But look, Miles, the proof was in the pudding. He made the run in '97. He made you know all the shots that led up to the Final Four, and then he made even more of them in the Final Four. And uh, you got to respect everything he did, and and he did it. You know, he he figured out ways to get buckets, and that's kind of what Caleb does. Um, Yeah, you know, he's he's. I think he's a he's a evolving shooter. I think he you know he gets hot. Obviously, he can get firecracker hot. He can make shots from the logo. Um, but I think for him, he finds ways to score. He's got a nice little midi game. He's, you know, but he gets to the rim and he's athletic and he finds ways to, to just get buckets and get to the line. And that's the other piece of that.
and you just hit the nail on the head. The mid-range game. Now, listen, you hang out with Steve Kerr. You get to hobnob with those NBA folks from time to time while we hang out here in Tucson. But in the NBA, you uh, listen, I know it's a three-point and dunk league. I get all that. But the really great ones are still able to make shots from mid-range. You look at Kevin Durant. You look at, you know, I mean, heck, even Steph Curry, although Steph Curry's doing you a favor by shooting from mid-range as opposed to three. Caleb Love has kind of that uh, that that uh, that lost art there, Matt Mulebach, in being able to pull up from 16 feet. He does, yeah. And he's not afraid to do it. He's got the nice little floater, the runner. Um He's, he's kind of got it all. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you look last year, you know, look, I think a good example is the Princeton game, why you're happy to have Caleb this year. And yeah. because, you know, if the jumper's not working, your guards have to get to the rim. They have to get to the mid range. The guards just weren't able to do that last year. They struggled. They struggled in that area. Um, and, and I think Caleb's going to be able to do that. I'll tell you, Tommy made a really interesting comment to me that I'll, I'll kind of transition to like a team concept was, and this is where I think the guards are going to be really good this year in, in those pressure games. He said, I want my team to get comfortable, you know, in tight situations, yeah. in tight games. And I, I, it was an interesting comment because, you know, you want to, and he said, by the way, he said it after they won by 47 on Thursday. Um and so you want to blow teams out. You want to you want to have all those. You know you want to win every game, and if you can't blow them out. But I love the idea of being comfortable in a close situation. It reminds me of like you know it's like I mean I mean this is not the exact obviously, but it's like Navy SEALs, right? You train yeah. you train to get yourself to like the the highest denominator, right? And you're training to be uncomfortable, and you're training to be in situations you get dropped out of a helicopter in the middle of the night in freezing cold, cold water. My old that's what he, that was, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's what he wants with this team. That's why he ran the gauntlet. He called it the gauntlet of the of the non-con. That's why he put him through all those those games, and that's why the losses, to some degree, can be good. <clears throat> but think about how many tight situations they were in FAU. Right. And <clears throat> back to Caleb, I think he even said he shot that. He shot that long distance three and he said, maybe I should have gotten a better look, you know, maybe gotten into the lane, maybe taking it to the basket. I think he's going to learn from that. Um, and so at times, at times the three's there, a long one's there at times, maybe, you you know, maybe you get in the lane. So I, I love what they're doing right now. I mean, look, we say this, we say this phrase a lot, um, but man, they check a ton of boxes right now. They, they check, <laughs> they check a lot of them. My only concern with this team is sometimes, and I'm going to push back a little bit, it seems like some games they just go through the motions. Um, I look at the Stanford game. I look at the Purdue game. Stop giving white guys open three-pointers. <laughs> well, um, you can say that. I can't say that. but um, I did say yeah. it, yes. you don't. Matt, Matt is talking on his own right here. I'm talking <laughs> on my own. Matt Robach, you say your own thing. I, I, I Look, I think what he said – what Tom, he Tommy said after they had after they had the success right you win at Duke you win against Michigan State they beat Wisconsin by thirty two or whatever it was um, I think it's the natural human inclination right to like to like lay, like get a little soft on that and feel like yeah. hey we're pretty good and not soft in terms of like the toughness piece but just like hey we think we're good we're gonna roll teams look at what we've done it's it's. It's and Tommy said this also going into Saturday at the shoot around. He said, you know, we just got to find our edge. We got to keep finding our edge. And I think that's why I've never seen a coach at, at a press conference give so little 
information about the game that just occurred. When he, he finishes the game, he'll say like one sentence. He's like, okay, then we got so-and-so Saturday, you know, or so-and-so Friday, whatever. I mean, he did it after the Duke game. He They had just beat Duke on the road, second game of the year. I think he made one comment and said, hey, we got a big game next week against Southern. Right. And, you know, most coaches are going to sort of, you know, enjoy that that sort of success. And, and the players do, like I would, you know, and we did. I remember as a, I remember as a player, and I, I that's why I love the the Last Dance so much. Um, is Michael Jordan? How many Jordan's times ability. have you watched the Last Dance? I've watched it honestly probably ten times. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, I I you love watching it. it? Yeah, maybe a couple, maybe a couple, but I think Michael's ability to you know create edges and create you know false edges and everything he created to like keep that edge like to me was the greatest gift that he ever had right all right now let's talk about kylan boswell kylan boswell to me is the key of this team i know what i'm going to get from caleb love good or bad i know what i'm going to get i'd still feel pretty comfortable about that with key shot i need kylan boswell to play at an all-conference level he's good enough to do it again i don't I don't need him to be Mike Bibby, but I need him game in and game out. We've seen the passes. We've seen how he can score. There's games where you're like, oh, yeah, that was the top 15 to 20 player in uh, college ba- or high school basketball. All I need from him, Matt, is an all-conference type, of, and I think everything falls into play. To me, he is the key to the team. It's a good point. I mean, he's got the ball in his hand more than anybody. Um you know, his shot selection is important. Making threes is important. They don't, you know, it's interesting. Arizona doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but they're number 15 in the country in percentage. Right. Um, so they shoot, you know, they shoot it really well when they, when they do take them. Um, but you're right. I, I think, I think his ability to kind of distribute what, well, Hey, look, it's, a, it's, it's the age old question of a point guard, especially now when you have more scoring point, point guards than you did in the past. And, you know, Hey, when do I take my shot? When do I score? And all these guys, you know, these guys are under a lot of pressure these days. They're, they're all trying to make the NBA. You know, a guy like Kyle and Boswell, how can you not notice after a couple of really good games, you play at Duke, all those right. games I mentioned, you move up the draft board. And, I mean, I don't care if you're not looking at it. Someone's going to tell you about it. Oh, I would, be, um, I would be looking at it. Let's be honest here. we got to give these uh, kids right back on this. Anybody that says, I don't I care about getting to the NBA, you're a liar. Right. They're all so 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 to me, like in this day and age, when you look at top 10 teams, top 15 teams, I think the hardest thing to balance is how do you balance like, yeah, you want your individual success. You want to be in the NBA, but how do you balance that with the team? And again, going back to Tommy, he does such a great job, like constantly, you know, playing as a team, taking the right shots. They don't always do it. And I mean, I can't even imagine what it would have been like when I was playing because we didn't have any of that. We didn't right. have the constant scrutiny. We didn't have the the website saying where you were going to be drafted and that kind of thing. And so it's a lot of pressure, but I, I agree with you. And I, I thought Kylan specifically made a huge response last Thursday and Saturday against Colorado and Utah in that he struggled for a couple of games. I mean, right. he, he really he didn't look like himself. I wonder if he was thinking about some stuff. Who knows? Um, but I thought he got back in, you know, the lab and he 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 works as hard as anybody, you know, in in you know, Richard Jefferson and shooting and doing his thing. And I thought that's what he did and kind of got focused and back to what he, what he normally does. Is Kylan Boswell a pro? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. He is. All right. I Now let's talk about a little bit about Pella Larson, Pella Larson. Yes. Um, by the way, here's what I don't understand. First of all, my bad Pella. I always have to say this. I was an idiot. I didn't think Pella Larson was good. My only question with you is this Matt Mulebach. 
why can't we get the same effort out of Pella every single game? He's 23 years old. He's good. He's very yeah. good. He's a really good athlete. He's not a stiff by any means. Why can't he, to me, should always be the guy that maybe not quite Matt Mulebach assists numbers, but you know, <laughs> he always should be able to get, in my opinion, 13 points, four or five rebounds, three or four assists, just off the way that he can play his hustle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I mean, he's doing that, right? I mean, isn't he? He's around, what is he, 13, True. three, and, and five know. or something? But you're right. You get 13 one game, you get 22 in one game, you get six maybe from anybody. But I think he's, um, he, he's, I mean, he defers sometimes. I mean, I think that's why his numbers. So if, if he's in a game where the ball doesn't find him or, you know, the the, the shots don't find him like like they do sometimes, um, his numbers will be down because he's not going to – I will say this. The one thing I love about what he's doing this year, he's not forcing it. Right. He's taking super efficient shots. Um, he looks super comfortable with what he's doing. I felt like I felt like the last two years, especially last year, I felt like he really was trying to be something maybe that he wasn't. I think that's fair. I think that's exactly what it was. And 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 this year, to me, he's letting everything just come to him. All right. Now – don't want to get you into trouble because again, you work for the pack. You you do Pac-12 network games, but I do want to say this: um, Oregon is the only team in the Pac-12 that I worry about when it comes to Arizona. I don't worry. SC to me is odd because I've always stuck up for Andy Enfield. He gets a I think he gets a bum rap, but they're not good. UCLA is totally in the dumpster. Um, ASU, shout out Kyle Dodd. By the way, Kyle Dodd is doing commercials for like a credit union or something. Up is there. he? Yeah, good for Kyle Dodd. He sent me that <laughs> NIL, post NIL money. Oh, yeah, dude, that's what he does, man. Seriously, like when you're Kyle Dodd, man, when you're the uh, listen, when you combine for 63 points with Eddie House, and yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter who scored the 61, yeah. that's that, right, that's gonna be that's something. Right. But I just look around the conference, Matt, and this is Oregon's the only team I look at, and I'm like, you know. That's the only team that I think when they're fully healthy, when they get in Folly Dante yeah. and Biddle back, that can look Arizona from a talent coaching perspective face to face. That's the only team I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think um, I will say this. I think it's going to be interesting to see Arizona play at Utah and at Colorado because mm -hmm. number one, they'll you're play better. You're a big Craig Smith fan, by the way. Very good. He's really good, isn't he? I mean, he's yeah, he's he he's got he's doing a great job there, and and I know they didn't they played okay. Um, Saturday, I thought Arizona just played really well. They also had Kay Bakeda, who was hurt. He got hurt early on in the game. Your guy, DK Metcalf. What's that? Your guy, DK Metcalf. That's no, you 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 gave me the you gave me the comp, and I was going to compare him to DK, and then he then he got hurt. I never had a chance to. I was to watching that. <laughs> Show you how much I like Matt Mulebach. I generally go to the games, but if Matt Mulebach is on the call, I am staying right here in the back of the A Studios. Go ahead, Matt Mulebach. All right, I need a, I need a, and then I'm gonna ask you. I need a comp for you, um, from you, and that is Keisha Johnson, a guy. And, and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the question: Is you know, is Keisha a pro? Like, and and that's what I'm trying to come up with is the pro for him, the pro comp for Keisha. You know what's interesting about him is if he can get the three down to where he's a passable NBA because people don't realize uh, well, people do realize, but the difference between the college three and the NBA three is still, it's fairly immense. Um, yeah. In an old yeah. school day, I would have compared him to a Udonis Haslam type, a, uh, you know, a long kind of rangy athletic junkyard dog type. Remember Jerome Williams from Georgetown? 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody like that. But Keyshawn's an interesting guy. I don't think that he's ever a rotation player because I just don't think that he has the offense. But and I'm going to have to think about. I'm going to have to think about this one for a second. A lot of people uh, say, "Well, Draymond Green," but the problem with Draymond, Draymond's so cerebral. Draymond, yeah. Keyshawn, yeah. with all due respect, doesn't have the ability to see. You know, Steph Curry, 13 screens before and throwing it in that direction. Um, yeah. I got to think on that, but I do think, and I do believe that he's going to be on an NBA roster. I don't, I, do too. I don't believe he's a rotation player though. I believe that he's a yeah. guy. There's nothing wrong with this. I believe, yeah. that, I believe that he's going to be somebody that's going to be like a 10th or 11th guy brings maximum effort. He's a super yeah. good athlete. And what's, right. you know, what's fascinating to me about him, Matt, is that he's quick enough that he can switch out two to or he can switch out on a two or a four which gives him the ability in the nba you kind of are who you guard unless you're right. you know so he's going to be able he's going to have a chance and honestly right. i think the best recruiting tool that tommy lloyd has all amongst many good recruiting tools is to say look at what Keyshawn was at with uh you know at san diego state and look right. how he was able to uh work on his game. I'm gonna think about that one though, Matt. That's a great hey, I got one for you here. Not okay. quite as tall, but you watch a uh, you watch a lot of Warriors basketball. Kavon Looney, a little uh he's yeah. not as big, he's not as thick as Kavon Looney's a thick dude. He's a thick dude, he's super long and yeah. and a little, as you said, a little taller, I think. Yeah. Um crazy thing, Kavon Looney, like when he was a freshman, had like he had offensive like weapons and right. he did some things off the dribble. He never does in the NBA. Just, I think he just knows like, why am I going to do that? If I got Steph behind me, but that's an interesting comp. Um, but I'm with you. I think he, I think he's a guy that can certainly stick. And I think, you know, partly because of his attitude, he's such a good kid. Right. I think, him, I think him and Pella are the heart and soul of that U of A team. Kevon, or, uh, uh, I was going to say, Keyshaw Johnson is not somebody that I would want to get into a. I would not want to offend <laughs> Johnson. No. He's he, you know, he grew up. He grew up really close to where I went to high school in Oakland. Um, and um, but just a, he's an awesome kid. Yeah, uh, one of the, one of the best guys to talk to on the team. You know, Kentucky. That really now listen. Kentucky's playing well, but when Kentucky's at their best, they have players like Keyshaw Johnson. They have that right. DeAndre Liggins, that uh, that Darius Miller right. type, where you don't need to score, you don't need to have the ball, and their loss, our gain, Matt Mulebach. By the way, Matt Mulebach, when was the last time you went to Circle K? I'm sure you went to Circle K sometime in the past. I told you, I, I get my donuts at Circle K. All right, that's what we like to hear. Listen, when you're when you're a lawyer, you're Matt Mulebach. Life comes easy to you. He makes it even easier for himself. Join uh, this is an all right. Here's the deal with Circle K. All kinds of good stuff. Join your inner circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Who knows? Maybe you'll run into a local celebrity like Matt Mulebach <laughs> at Circle K. You never really know. If if Dodd is getting NIL post NIL money, where's my post NIL money? We gotta, you know what? I'm gonna mess, I'm gonna message them after the show and say yeah. listen. Dodd, if yeah. you're getting this, why isn't Mulebach getting this as well? You should confront him at the Pac-12 tournament, though, and say, listen, <laughs> Kyle Dodd, I want that. Also, Matt Mulebach, have you, uh, have you ever been to Illegal Pete's? Yes, on University. Oh, it's a very good place. All the cool, like I said, I was never one of the cool kids, so I was never allowed in Illegal Pete's. But now that I'm over 21, they can't stop me from joining <laughs> at Illegal Pete's. 
<laughs> Ring in the new year with Illegal Pete's weekly deals. Kick the Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long or ease your way back into the week with $2 tacos every Tuesday. Do you work in healthcare or education? Take your team to lunch at Illegal Pete's every Tuesday and enjoy buy one, get one free entrees. Hmm. Maybe it's a time for me to get into healthcare and education. And don't forget to unwind after a long day if they're happy hour, 3 p.m. to 8, 8 p.m. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer, and possibly Matt Mulebaugh. All right, now, um, look, let's talk a little bit Big 12 basketball here. Um, by the way, Jacob Franklin, this is going to be a show clip, so I'm going to put it 24. Matt, Arizona, I cannot wait for the Big 12. And again, I know you got to say what you got to say here, but, man, that's going to be a gauntlet next year. I mean, just oh. – just look at Houston. Houston is the number yeah. two ranked team in the country. They go into Iowa State and lose, and nobody's really shocked by it because of just how tough that is. I mean, you go from Houston right. to can or to Kansas, and forget you know other schools like a Kansas State, like we said at Iowa State. This is going to yeah. be something where Arizona's had bye weeks in the past where you played some teams that just aren't that good. That's about to change in a big way. It is. And I had this conversation. I did a Colorado game a few weeks ago with Tad Boyle and, you know, Tad was played at Kansas mm-hmm. and, um, and then he, then when he coached at Colorado, I think the first year he coached there, they were in the big 12 before they joined the PAC 12. And I mean, we, I was asking him about not, not just, and I think you're pointing out something, just how good the teams are, right. They're, they're just deep. They're a deep conference. They're really good. At, they're outstanding at the top Kansas, Baylor, Houston, but they're just deep too. You keep going throughout the conference. Everybody can play. They play physical. But the thing Tad told me, he's like, people have no idea how hard it is to play at every one of those venues. And he's like, look, when when Oregon's going, when Oregon State's going, yeah, those are all tough venues to play. But he's like, these teams, they sell out when they're not going. They right. sell out when they don't have a good team. And he goes, you you go into every one of them, and it's hard to play. And he mentioned specifically Ames, Iowa. This is the right. first one he mentioned. He's like, you go into Ames, Iowa, you don't even you don't even think about them. And right. look what happened the other day. And I think what Arizona fans got to realize is that just because you have maybe six losses in the Big Twelve doesn't mean that that is necessarily a bad thing when you're playing. <laughs> you know, when you're playing eight top 25 teams every other week. Well, every other week. I mean, you're not playing four games a week, but um, it's really going to toughen you up. Also, it's something I was thinking about yesterday is the most, and we didn't even mention Baylor who won a national title like three years ago. What have they done? Um, Yeah. But uh, watching uh, what Kansas has been able to do for the last two decades with Bill Self, I believe is the most impressive streak in all of sports. Because now, granted, I know that it it stopped, but still, being able to run that gauntlet for two straight decades, and like you said, like Tad Boyle said, you're going into tough environments. Man, that's impressive, Matt. So then what have they won, 20 in a row? It was. I think it it ended up at 19 or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. That's that's insane. I mean, yeah. it's it's insane. And and their coach, man, that KU coach is just he's he's he is just unbelievably consistent. And and that's what the best coaches are. They have everyone accountable. To your point earlier, you're talking about just being, you know, tough all the time and being on edge. And and he's really good at that. He's good at everything. You know what, they get you good know what players. And by the way, a lot of their players have not been. They don't always have the best players. For they sure. don't always have McDonald's All-Americans. I mean, they they do a lot, but they've taken some guys that are a lot of like mid guys and they make them really good. 
You know who he reminds me a lot of? And uh, one of the best games I've ever seen was Arizona, Illinois with Bill, uh, Bill Self and Lute, uh, I almost said Lute Walton. <laughs> Lute, yeah. Lute Olson in the Elite Eight. You know, he reminds me a lot of Lute. I think a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, yeah. Mike Baby and, uh, you know, Mike Baby was his big time prospect. Yes. But let's be right. honest here. A lot of the guys that you built this program on, you're Steve Kerr's. Your Damon Stoudemire's, yeah. your uh, your Miles Simons, you know, you know, your Reggie Geary's, guys that weren't quite good enough yeah. for CLA, um, right. Gilbert Arenas, players like that. His ability to be able to find players, I think, is very yeah. similar to Luton in that regard. And the roster construction is also very impressive. It's super impressive, and and like that list goes on forever, right? Judd Bushler and um, you know Channing Fry didn't I come can't out even as a Matt Mulebach because you were a top thirty recruit. Get out of here, Matt Mulebach. I, I I underachieved. I was a bust. Oh no, that's not true. John Schuster and I were both uh, uh, having some uh, spirits one time with somebody who would definitely know, and he said if Matt Mulebach didn't have injuries, he would have played in the NBA. Matt Mulebach, you do not get off the uh, you do not get um, off of that one. Go ahead. No, no, it was no. It's I think it's yeah. They're they're a build. I think that's a super good comp of him and Lute. I mean, I think they're super similar. Um, again, just consistent on how they coach, how they develop. They get good kids, and when they and when you're not like if you don't if you don't fall in line, you're gone. Like right. and you don't play. So, right. um, and then I think a pretty amazing ability to have the guy like a Judd Bushler, but then also have a guy that's a McDonald's All American, right? Mm -hmm. And and Bill Self's done that with guys like Wiggins and you know and other Frank number Luke, one picks. Frank, uh, uh, I almost said Frank Lucas from American Gangster <laughs> of Denzel Washington. Um, uh, Frank uh, Frank Mason, Devonte Graham. Yes, these are National yes. Player of the Year types, and one's committed to what like George Mason, and the other one's committed to Appalachian State. I, I know, and it's it's crazy. It's crazy evaluation too, like really understanding what those guys can do for the program. So. All right. Now, that was very good work. By the way, I was not, Kilroy, I was not referencing the Arizona meltdown against uh, Illinois in 2005. I was mentioning the oh. game in 2001 before Arizona went on to play Michigan State. Let's get it right. Kilroy, by the way, <laughs> likes Bob Dobbs a great deal. He is the man. Salute emoji, tip of the cap. All right. Now, I think I've seen him there. Yeah, I'm sure. I think, yeah, I'm probably. Well, listen, Matt, if you go there, you're going to see him there. He is. He and Brian Peabody are the state. <laughs> I've definitely seen Peabody there. I've definitely seen him there. By the way, was that one, not one of the most amazing dunks ever? Oh, incredible. The end one. Yeah. How tall? How tall was that guy? Five, six. Five, six. Yeah. We need to get him here at the U of A somehow, some way. Him and Conrad Martinez. Have you shown that video on your on your podcast? Oh, I have. Hey, uh, can you pull this up, Jacob Franklin? Yeah, watch this, Matt. Watch the technological. Oh, we're gonna get it. Oh, this is nice. Watch the technological capabilities we have. This is very impressive, uh, Jacob Franklin. Okay. Let me know when you have the video of the kid dunking. All right. Well, I will talk to. And he he took he took the contact and stood up. I thought he was gonna go down. One more time. One more time. That was violent. That was powerful. Yes. Mike, oh. Mike Luke, I got a question for you. What's up? You ever dunk? You ever dunk in your uh, – you, no, you ever get any? I, huh? I could get – the closest <laughs> I ever got was I could get my wrist – I could get my wrist well above the rim. You um, could. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, um, yeah. that was about uh, – that was about the closest I could that get. That was the closest? Could, golf ball, though. Golf ball, my friend. We If we played – What's your handicap? What's your handicap? 
Oh man, my handicap last time. That's a great question. So I was playing it. Uh, I was playing at 49er. Okay. <laughs> um, and I shot. I like a, 49er. Yeah, I was gonna say I was playing it uh, before my dad ran over my ankle with a golf cart. Um, I shot a 89. No, 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 okay. excuse me, 94. Excuse me. I was getting that with my best game. So 94. So somewhere in that 18 okay. to 20 range, generally. All right, we got we got to get out there. We oh, I am Matt Mulebach. Sure. Well, you strike me as being naturally very good at golf. You know, I got good at golf actually in law school. So what what I didn't understand was like my schedule during you know undergrad with with hoops and and school was You're living at Steve Kerr's know, house, right? Uh, yeah, I was living in his guest house over on Third Street, and uh, you know we had class in the morning. You know, obviously had to study, especially before finals, but. You know, I had a lot of free time, so we we actually golfed a lot. And I got I got decent I got decent during law school. I got down to probably like a seven or eight, but I'm not that now. But you know, I'm probably right. you know eleven or twelve, solid eleven or twelve. I get in free at forty nine or so. We should let's uh, do it. Yeah, we All should right. play it. I'm one hundred percent in on this. Oh, Dennis Walsh, great point, great Peabody story. This is true. I was at this game. I think you and I have talked about. It. Were you at this game, Matt Mulock? Which one? The South Point Shadow Mountain oh, game, baby. Yes, yes, I was at that. John Ash, the John Ash game. The John Ash game, yes. I have never seen, first of all, I cut in line. I was in um, I was in middle school at the time, and there was a line going all the way down mountain. It was insane. Yep. yep. Um, it was insane. So what I did is I just pretended to be, you know, a little out of it, or I'm not even pretending. I was just out of it, and essentially just kind of uh, just kind of made my way to the front. It was By yourself. Uh, yeah, because my my dad was there, but my dad couldn't get uh, my dad couldn't get in. Oh, couldn't get in. Didn't feel that it was morally responsible to do what I was doing. I didn't care. But man, for a Tucson <laughs> high school basketball game, that was yeah. absolutely insane. It was it was insane. That was that was. I've probably I actually believe it or not, I just went to the Catalina Foothill South Point game last night. Yeah. Um, really, and I've seen I've seen probably seven eight high school games in you know in Tucson. And that was the all timer. That was that was definitely something that was never it, happened again. It was so weird too, because like as a middle schooler, I was expecting to see like because you gotta remember this was like Flash and Dash, Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury, Baron Davis. You're expecting yeah. to go and see dudes dunk and whatnot, and you came out of there watching John Stockton. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. that's such a that's such a great comp that he was more like John Stockton. He was like cerebral, smart, made all the right decisions, didn't do anything flashy. It was, it was, I was the same way. I was like, I think he had 30 something, but I didn't really feel like he did much. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, but that's also, but I've also, and I the goat Brian Jeffries has told me this multiple times and I don't, uh, I don't think I'm a, uh, I don't think I'm uh, telling anybody anything that, that he would be. He's always told me, that uh, that uh, Elliot was the best player he ever saw, but he said if I was going to uh, if I was going to pick one player, I'm picking Mike Bibby because nobody could control a game like Mike Bibby. That always resonates because the goat. I mean, you know the goat very well. He's not one for yeah. hyperbole. He's one. He's, he's very. Not. You know, so I thought that was uh, I've always right. thought that was a very interesting remark, and he said that to me multiple times before. So I will quote the goat on that one. Hey, you won a national title as a freshman if you're Mike Bibby. So, you know, right. that's all right. We got about I see days. I see I see Mike Bibby all the time now at volleyball tournaments. Really? Yeah, yeah. His daughter's a volleyball player. I I see him. I, I my daughters haven't played his daughter, but I see him all the time. He he's walking around and he's got the he's you know, he's got he's, he's huge. 
Huge. <laughs> right. Did you see when he and like, Chan, I think it was like Channing Fry, Mike Bibby and all of them, uh, or Ch uh, uh, Miles Simon and uh, I think it was Richard Jefferson when they were all out at midcourt and they were roasting. The red him. Blue. Yeah, the Red yeah, Blue. He was, that was Arizona basketball in a nutshell how cool yes. that was from the loot era on. Oh, by the way, this is a great story. Dennis Walsh says, my dumb friend yelled at Jason Terry, look who you'll be backing up for the next three years. Terry. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Terry had a, uh, Terry had one. Um, let's see. I do remember Devin Eason uh, at RingCon. He was uh, Emerson Whitley year, 1994, my friends. Um, all right. want to talk a little bit about the bench for uh, Arizona, because I think that's something that Schuster keeps ha harping on, that the bench is going to be huge. What does that guy know? But first, Let's see here. What should we get to? Uh, oh, BetMGM. Now, you might say to yourself, um, uh, hold on. Let me find this. Jacob Franklin sent this to me because my screen froze up. Matt, I'm a spaz half the time. All right, here's the deal. BetMGM. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM mobile, a sportsbook mobile app of at least uh, $5. You will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your show's out or the game's outcome. Check out the show notes for details. Do you like the Chiefs? Are you back in the Chiefs, uh, Matt Mulebach? Chiefs are, I don't know, they're not, they're not who they've been, but, but I think Miami's pretty hurt. So I think I am going to back the Chiefs. It's also going to be zero degrees back there. Yeah. Um, I just talked to my parents this morning. They're in KC and uh, yeah, they're not leaving the house. Nobody's leaving the house unless you have to. All right. Back the C, but let's also hear the disclaimer from Shane Diefenbach. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, Matt, we're going to talk to Bench here for a second. But first, we got to give a shout out to Adama Ball. I have uh, not a Mata Ball, Adama Ball. I've done that. But um, Adama Ball is, have you seen what he's been doing? Oh, well, you sent I, me the draft chart. That's I, right. There's a draft website that has him top 20 in the draft, a first round top 20 pick. What, what the heck is going on here? I don't think that that's probably right, but... I also will say that I'm generally wrong on all my evals. I thought that there was something there with him, though. It yeah. felt like there, yeah. he had a level. I'm happy to see him doing well at Santa Clara. Yeah, sometimes it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't fit, right? The fit of the coach or the team or the style or just even the, like the the years that you're there and then you get better. And uh, that's why, that's why. look, I mean, I know a lot of people are killing this this uh, transfer portal stuff, um, but I like it. I, I mean, love it. Play it, you know, it gives players some control. It gives players the ability to say, I got to get out of a bad situation. Look, does it also encourage players maybe to leave earlier than they should and maybe maybe hurt themselves? You you just mentioned Jason Terry. I mean, Jason Terry probably would have left, you know, right. and he still probably would have been a pretty damn good player. Um, right. But at the same time, you know, that that's those are decisions they got to kind of figure out and they're going to. They're going to see some 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 bad stories and some good stories. And Ball's a good story. He was always a good kid. I mean, you don't just come into a game in the Pac-12 tournament finals and hit two three pointers within a minute, right? And have never played all season and just not be good. You right. know, like 
he had talent and it just it just didn't fit so you know what's funny about it herb sendak now uh, let's just let's just play let's say that Adama ball is another first round pick i don't believe him to be one <laughs> but we have three straight first round picks jalen will or uh, jalen williams yeah. cody williams brother um yeah uh, the jimski yeah, yeah, I was gonna let you pronounce it, and then Adama yeah. Ball going in there. That'd be that'd be interesting. Let's talk that'd about be insane. Let's talk about Arizona's bench. You always ask, you always talk about. It, and it's a very good point. Where who are the pros on the team? The surefire pros. KJ Lewis is definitely the pro on this team. This is the player that, again, yeah. um, I can speculate on this. Uh, you probably can't. I think he's probably gone after next year. But this is what a starting NBA shooting guard looks like physically, athletically, and. I know he can't shoot right now, but it's not like he's got that Shakur shot where there's just no chance that it's ever going to be good. He's going to be a good shooter. This time next year, I think we're going to see him on lottery boards, Matt Muehlbach. Yeah, you maybe have him a year ahead of what I have him. I mean, I have him like three years. Um, But um, no, I'm with you. I think he's an NBA player. I mean, his defense, his his effort, his energy, his, his just athleticism is next level. Um, you know, the other thing I don't have it in front of me. I wish I had it in front of me, his assist to turnover ratio for a guy that comes off the bench. Right. And, and has never played college basketball. I want to say it's like 31 assists and like five turnovers or something, something crazy. Um, every now and then, every now and then, every now and then Shear makes a good point. By the way, I heard you guys talking bad about me behind my back. (laughs) I did see your boy Shear at the game. Yeah. Well, listen, well, I know where you, I know where you're working when I'm at F 45. <laughs> <laughs> are you but, doing NIL for, are you doing NIL for F 45? We do the NIL. Uh, no, I want to get my NIL Del Taco uh, deal, which yes. I, I believe that yes. I should, but um, yes. KJ Lewis is always around the ball. He has a knack for the ball. He has an understanding yeah. of basketball. And to me, I, I, I don't want to beat up on rec- uh, the recruiting eval people too much, but come on. There's not a hundred better prospects in that high school class than KJ Lewis. I don't need to watch any college basketball to tell you this. Yeah, I don't know how he, how he fell down. You know what? I, and maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's because he's like you said, he's not there yet shooting, but he will be. His yeah. shot is fine. It's just a matter of reps and confidence and that sort of thing. And he's a good kid, so he'll develop it. You but know his father, if I'm not mistaken. I know his dad. Um, great guy, awesome guy. You know, he lives in Tucson. I think he played football at at UTEP. Okay. Um, but uh, really good guy, and saw him before the game. Uh, what last Thursday, and uh, but you know, Mike, they got a good bench all the way around. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a McDonald's All American, but Jaden Bradley was, and you got a McDonald's All American coming off the bench as your seventh man, sixth man. With I mean, Jaden, I told, I wish, and again, uh, Tommy Gunn knows what he's doing, but I wish there was a boy to play Jaden a little bit more. Because when Jaden comes into the game, things change. Defensively, yeah. he's always – you know what it reminds me a little bit of? And he's not as good, so people miss me with this. But he reminds me a little bit of like when Jason Terry would come into the game that things yeah. kind of change. He's a lot different. He plays a lot different than the other point guard who's obviously very good. But, man, I love Jaden Bradley when he's out there. Yeah, he just, you know, he's not a three-point shooter. He's five of eight, by the way, on the season from three. I, I think he should take more of them. more. But um, how about when the whole, when all those three guys come in, the game totally changes. So yeah. you bring in KJ, you bring in Jaden, both awesome on defense. Not that the starters aren't good, but the, but the bench is amazing. Then you go 7-2 at center, who's a guy that's getting better and better all the time. And 
I mean, that's 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 what they really struggled with last year. I thought was the bench. It just it didn't feel right. The game didn't change. Um, they had good players coming off at times, but um, it, it's it is a game changing bench right now. I can't wait to see Mo Crevis next year with a with a whole year in the system yeah. being able to because again, like you, he's legitimately he's not six eleven. He's not like yeah. legitimately like seven foot two. And Matt, right. he can play right now. There are times when you can tell he's a little bit out of his element, but I think those yeah. are things that are correctable. I think he's going to be a monster next season. I really do. I do too. Yeah, monster. He he's he's gonna he's gonna. He's going to hurt some teams. I mean, it is, and they just they just bounce off him. The thing he struggled with is just catching and all the guys, you know, swiping at the ball. Right. And I thought this was interesting. He said something that even though he played in Europe and played, you know, some older guys, the physicality isn't the same as it is here. And he's he struggled early on catching and finishing just among traffic. And you know, when he catches or if he gets an offensive board um, or in those situations where there's traffic around him. That's where he struggled. You know, he was kind of right. trying to get his moves. Guys were swiping the ball. And the Colorado game was the first game that I saw that he kind of had corrected that. He'd kind of figured it out. And um, and I thought that was that was his best game of the year by far. And, um, you know, once he kind of does that more consistently, again, having a guy like that come off the bench is it's just there's not many guys in the whole country like that. All right, when you have connections like Matt Muehlbach, you can go hang out with the Warriors, you can go call games. You know, not everybody's got those connections, but game time is going to make you feel as close to Matt Muehlbach as a possible. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, Matt Muehlbach, before we sign off, give people your broadcasting schedule because we need to know when the uh, we need to know when Matt Muehlbach is on. Even if it's games we don't care about, Matt Muehlbach brings it. Yeah, I got I got uh what do I got? Uh Cal Khaled uh Oregon this weekend. So Can you tell Dana uh, Altman my joke. What's your joke? All right. So again, people uh, that move out of Crete, Nebraska, like Dana yep. Altman. What do you call where them? your family's from, right? Yep, they're all from there. Yes. Okay. From Crete. Them? From Crete. Crete, the city Crete, and that's where Dana's from. Crete, Nebraska. He was born in Crete, Nebraska. Yes. Okay. You ask him, you say, what do you call somebody that moves out of Crete, Nebraska? An excretion. Okay. You get it? It's get good. It. It's funny. It's funny. You should tell him. I will, t- I will tell him that. I will tell him that Saturday. I'll report back on my next pod. Hopefully, I'll be invited back. And uh, oh, like, I said, back. <laughs> like I said, hey, I'm looking forward to that ASU U of A game in Tucson. I got that game on FS1. Um, yeah. I've got, uh, like I said, I think I got Washington State at Arizona and uh, fired up for that. I got, I got Cal at Arizona. And uh, the, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything else right now. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. He is the great Matt Muehlbach, leader of men to Matt Muehlbach. <laughs> I am merely Mike Luke. You have been thanks, everybody. Your comments make the show. Matt, you're a good person. I don't care what anybody says about you. You're awesome, Mike. Let's let's golf and uh, have let's a couple beers. Golf and have some golf and have a couple beers on the course. I like it. All right. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.